You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. I'm so excited that we have intro music that I don't even know what to say anymore. Real moms are bravo. The real moms are bravo. We're so, I mean, we're so cool, guys. I mean, okay, so <laughs> let me just say that if you're not watching OC, be glad that we're doing it for you because it is painful to watch. It it really is. And this like I I think I've talked about it before where like I loved OC. It was the first franchise. It came out of the time when like Laguna Beach, OC with um Ryan and Misha Barton. I know his name isn't Ryan, but he was Ryan on the show. Like it, like I, it was just like at that time of my life, I was like kind of just so fascinated by this lifestyle that these people were living. And like, there have been seasons where it's not been good. It's been going down, but this season might really be my last. And I think it's probably the last for OC. I just, I don't, you could get rid of everyone and bring in all new people. And I think we're still going to have the same problem. Oh, I, yes, absolutely. And, you know, you guys, we said last week that Bronwyn is a friend of ours, so we're extremely biased in our thoughts with her and also just very supportive. But the fact of the matter is, without her, there's no plot line or no, nothing to this season. Yeah, I mean, all roads lead to Bronwyn. So, like, any issue with Gina, it's about, like, her – the rumors of like the that weird text that really doesn't doesn't seem that weird also i think because we met sean and know him that like he is just a very like friendly person but not creepy at all for gina to be like oh it was creepy i'm like i think he was just saying like i had fun hanging out thanks you know thanks for our new friendship type of thing but um so the gina it's all tied to bronwyn Emily, it's all tied to Bronwyn. She's keeping this secret. She feels like she's going to have to like kind of delicately play both sides. Shannon now is all going to be about Bronwyn. Shannon and Kelly becoming friends again is because of Bronwyn. Really, Kel- anything with Kelly um, other than being engaged, which I-, I really fast forward through Kelly's parts. Oh, I forgot we're not saying her name. KD's parts. Um, Smelly. Smelly's parts. Yes. That sounds gross. Smelly parts. Um <laughs> But yeah, like I just, and then even Elizabeth, I feel like every big thing she has, it's like Bronwyn's in it. So we remove Bronwyn from the equation and we have the worst season ever. And even with Bronwyn, like it's just so heavy. It's kind of, it's, it's hard really to watch. Heavy. It's really heavy. And on one hand, I commend her for showing her truth and being honest. She could have easily hidden behind the cameras or tried to at least, mm-hmm. but 
guys, we got to be in 14 days into her sober journey, which is mind boggling. I can't imagine how fragile and how fragile the mental state you have. And we kind of see it. We see it in her conversation with Sean, which was really heartbreaking. They were at dinner. She's just like, I don't know. She hasn't been herself in her entire life. This is the first time that she's trying to be the real her and not have alcohol to rely on. Yeah, and I just uh it's like heartbreaking for me um to watch her think maybe people won't want to be her friend cuz it's like she doesn't know who the real Bronwyn is. She said she's either been pregnant, nursing or drunk for the last like 20 years and that is kind of crazy to think about. Um uh, but I think anyone who probably has struggled with addiction there is sort of this sense of like that's my identity. Like my friends are friends with me because we go out and drink and get silly together or, you know, I'm the person you call when you have want to have like one too many glasses of wine to vent about something. And she's worried that she won't have these friends once they know she's not drinking. And it, I guess it just it makes me so sad. And I know this is probably something that happens a lot with addiction. I fortunately haven't really been around it much. But like that sense of like no one's going to love me if I'm not still addicted to my vice. I don't know. It just like, it really broke my heart. And I think we're starting to see it's affecting her marriage as well. She mentioned that her and Sean really haven't like held hands or been intimate since she's been sober. And he talked about how he felt like he enabled it for a while too. Like, I mean, these are like deep conversations. Very real and raw conversations. And as an update to the relationship, there's been lots of rumblings before the season started. And Bronwyn recently had an interview where she basically shared that Sean has moved out of the home. They're kind of redefining, um, in in her words, antiquated views of marriage. And she's happy. They're happy. He's not in her home. Um, Here's the thing. And We've chatted with her a lot recently, and she's really happy. And it's kind of one of those things where you're like, you do you, girl. If you're happy, um, that's all that matters. We don't have to get it. We don't have to understand it. It's her relationship, and that's that. I kind of feel like in becoming a mom and through this pandemic, I've realized that at the end of the day, life is kind of short, and it's you have to define what's important to you and what makes stuff work for you. So I look at even you and I, like we are such close friends. We pretty much agree on 98% of things, uh, you know, when it comes to like just to like stuff with kids and the way, we, but we both parent differently. We both have done things differently. You know, you have your, when your kids come home from the hospital, they sleep in your room for a little bit. I do crib night one. That does not mean I'm a bad parent or I'm doing it the right way. You're doing it the wrong way. We're just doing something different and what works for us. And I guess I've realized in the pandemic, there's some people who feel like they they just don't feel comfortable leaving the house. And then there's those who are like, hey, if we're outside, my kids need to run. They need to play. They need fresh air. You have to do what, what works for you and what makes your family happy and what makes you happy at the end of the day. And I guess like, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, I would have thought this was really weird, an idea of like, oh, you're not living in the same house as your husband and you guys are kind of doing something differently. Like, what are your kids going to think? It doesn't matter. Like their kids will figure it out and they're they're showing what works for them and they're showing their kids that it's okay to do something different if it makes you happy and if it works. And I think that's setting a great example. So just because it doesn't make sense to me or, you know, if you're listening, you're like, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me either. It doesn't have to, you, but you don't have to judge someone for it. I guess there's been, I feel like there's just been a lot of judgment. Like, oh, he's cheating. She's cheating. M- maybe no one's cheating or maybe they have an open marriage. 
but they seem to both be happy. They're going on dates. Like we see them on each other's Instagram going on vacations and dates together and they, it doesn't seem fake. Exactly. So, I mean, that's, that's it that we'll say about that. But again, she's living truthfully and honestly, and I commend her um, for getting ahead of it and just speaking her truth. And I feel like that's, that takes a lot of strength to do that. All you can do. Um, Tammy Sue seems to be making a a non-appearance on OC. Tamrat. What What do you think about that? So this is basically stirring the pot without even being on the show. So there's a piece of me that's like, oh, aren't we like, aren't we done with Tamra? But then there's also the piece of me that's like, God, she is such a mastermind in a way. Like who basically doesn't get offered a contractor. I think she got offered friend of and turned it down. Who, but like who leaves a show because of contract issues and yet still can have an impact on the show and still be discussed on the show. And it's kind of the same with Vicky a little bit. Like Vicky's being asked about the show and Shannon's putting quotes out there about Vicky. It's like, oh my gosh, we all wanted them gone. And I was part of that group. Like I just, I'm okay with Vicky being gone. I go back and forth on Tamara. I don't love Tamara, but I do think she was good, like good TV at times. But it's like they, there is nothing without them. They are still talking about them and they're not even on the show. Yeah. And essentially, if you're not watching, basically Gina, um, Tamara has shared with Gina what um, what Bronwyn has said about her and her house. And then Tamara has shared with Bronwyn what Gina has said about um, her relationship with Sean. Basically, the whole gist with Sean and the text message, they had a night out. He uh, made sure he got a ride home. She made sure that Gina got a ride home. He texted, I had a good time. And Gina misinterpreted that. And here we are. But she's playing in both sides here. So Tamara's being discussed. My theory with Tamara is that she started filming with the women while contracts were still being figured out. And then once she decided to turn it down, they've either removed a lot of episodes with her in it or um, they removed a lot of episodes without her in it or just kind of re-edited some things to kind of make it fit the narrative of what they're trying to go with. Because to me, I'm like, why why would Tamara be talking to Gina? I don't, I didn't think they were friends. Like I, I just, I do think Bronwyn and Tamara have a friendship from what we've seen, but I'm like, why else would she bother? Like, why would she do that? Yeah. Like why care? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, so based on Instagram stories and stuff, it does seem like Bronwyn and Tamara are friends. They went out to lunch together. Um, you know, I, I do think, um, Vicky was like, not, Vicky's not close with Bronwyn cause she, she calls her boring one, which is like the world's most unlike creative nickname. But she was saying on a live with Christian Grace Snow that Bronwyn doesn't love the neighborhood they're in. She's only there for filming, which we talked about, but that she's told Tamara she wants to move. So, I mean, like, I do think I don't think Vicky would just make that up because honestly, I think Vicky hates talking about Bronwyn. So I I do think Bronwyn and Tamara are still close. Tamara and Vicky are still close, too, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So it's just it's just very interesting that she's But this is how bad OC is. We are having more fun talking about Vicky and Tamara and who they're still like chatting with and how they're still part of the show than the actual show itself. Like everything else last night was pretty boring except for the heavy part, which was like hard to watch emotionally. Exactly. One two other things I want to comment on OC before we move on from it. Deborah sucks. 
I'm sorry, Mama Deb basically outed Bronwyn's sober journey, didn't let her share that news, called Tamara about it. And we all know Tamara can't keep her mouth shut. I just think that's so self selfish. I think even worse is Mama Deb blackmailed Bronwyn after her scenes aired in which Bronwyn said she was shuffled around. She felt kind of abandoned as a child. She feels like, you know, that Mama Deb isn't uh, emotionally supportive. And so Deb basically was like, tell everyone it's a lie or I'm going to let the world know you have a drinking problem. I just couldn't (laughs) imagine. And then, you know, what I think is interesting is Bronwyn talked about how her father was an alcoholic. And there's a lot of like research out there that uh, addiction can be genetic. You know, that if you have alcoholism on, you know, both or one side of your family, that you're you're more likely to develop an addiction yourself. I know this because like my grandparents and their grandparents had some issues with that. And I've heard about it from like cousins have had had issues and stuff. It's just something that like you're aware of and you discuss. I never lived through it because um, thankfully my grandparents got sober and did AA um, before I was born. But it's just something that I'm aware of and I know is discussed. I have to wonder, does Deb have maybe not an addiction to something, but to some sort of, um, not an addiction to like alcohol, but like some other, like she, she's finding that outlet and that addiction somewhere else. And, you know, when you don't want to be caught for something, you blackmail, you manipulate, you just keep spinning more lies to protect yourself. And it seems like that's kind of what Deb's been doing. I think she just likes attention. I mean, she likes the attention that she's getting. I just feel like, and I honestly think there's a little bit of jealousy there. A little bit of jealousy of all the attention her daughter's been receiving. Yeah. It's on it's just a really sad situation. It is. I, and yeah. I'm just like, why would you do that to your daughter? She's um, from what we've seen, like too very, very early on her sober journey. That's as stressful as it is. And then to have someone out that information without you getting even having the time to truly process it and find words to share it with others on your own is horrible. Yeah. Uh it's just, I mean, the whole, that's like, it's just, it's all so heartbreaking. And I just keep thinking, like you said, she was 14 days sober when she, you know, when she was um, like filming last week's episode or the, this week's episode and talking about it, that it, like, it's just so like, like that's so fresh into it. it. I don't know, to be dealing with all this and to have it on camera. I don't know. And then we haven't even gotten to COVID yet. There's a part of me. It's like, God, like this is going to be the most depressing season. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we have last thing, and I won't spend too much time on this. And you have Emily, who she confided in, who I feel like on one hand, she acknowledges and is like, I feel bad. I want to keep her honesty and like not share this. But on the other hand, I feel like she's being a little shit disturber with as much as she's sharing with Gina, which I get when you're loyal to a certain friend, your loyalties go there. But I just felt like the way she went about it was a little mean. I, so here's my prediction. We do have a a hunch and we've heard that it kind of feels like it's everybody versus Bronwyn, that the group kind of shifts through COVID, through Black Lives Matters, through just a lot of things happening. Um, They kind of disagree with some of what Bronwyn does and we do see it on camera. I think this is the beginning of it. I think Emily is trying to toe the line between protecting Bronwyn's secret, possibly wanting to be friends with Bronwyn, but not maybe not so much as wanting to be friends with Kelly and Gina. And I think what's going to happen is Emily doesn't really know how to 
protect a friend and disagree with another friend at the same time. So she is going to play both sides and feed both sides and it's going to come to a head and basically Emily's going to have to pick a side. And I think she picks Kelly and Gina's and it looks like in this episode that Bronwyn and Shannon get into it. So I can see Shannon now spinning stuff and saying like, Oh, Gina, I never say anything bad about your house. So now it's Gina, Kelly, Shannon on the side and Emily joins over there. Elizabeth, I can't figure out. I don't know what Elizabeth is going to do. I also Elizabeth oh, is, looks like kind of a good time. Maybe. I mean, she's just kind of, she's very quirky and like she's very quirky. And I feel like her life is very interesting Yes. Oh my God. She's maybe the, like, this has been talked about on other accounts and stuff too, but she's really the only one that like is kind of the, uh, the epitome of the OC and what it started as just being that she married into money. She truly has millions upon millions of dollars. I'm not knocking Gita by any means, but when this show first started, if you told me there was going to be somebody living in an 1800 square foot condo on Real Housewives of Jordan County that was divorced. You know, I just kind of was like, that was never in the beginning. It was really about everybody being married and their kids. And I know they all have gotten divorced. That happens on every franchise, but like there was still this sense of like, these people were super rich and these were like watching rich people problems. Elizabeth is kind of like going back to that, but I also feel like there's a part of me that loves that she's so rich, but also like is recognizes that it's kind of ridiculous and doesn't care and just wears like really expensive sweatpants. Like she's never super dressed up. Have you noticed that? No, I have noticed that. She just is always in like fancy sweatsuits. And yeah, I mean, she wears like tacky slippers. I say dog mom on them. Like, <laughs> I just think she's kind of that. I'm like, okay. She's kind of quirky. She yeah. seems very quirky. I mean, she is an interesting character. She's not having sex with her boyfriend but I mean, I think it's also kind of sweet that he's that their relationship means that much to him that he's trying to take it slow. Well, and he said because she's still married. So once the divorce is finalized, he'll feel I, I mean, I think there's like something I agree. There's like something kind of nice and like commendable that someone's like, I just don't really want to bang a married lady, whether they're to get like, you know, it, separated and going through a divorce or not. There is still that like they are technically and legally married. Um I don't know. I, I I really like her, but then at times I get annoyed by her. So I can't quite figure out how I feel about, about her yet. But we've actually spent a lot of time talking about OC when we said we really didn't care about I know. it. So, we did. So we're going to talk about Potomac now. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. I just feel like this was a bad week in general for Housewives. Uh, OC was just really heavy. It was either heavy, depressing, or it was just god-awful boring. Potomac is a little different. It wasn't the best Potomac episode. I say that, though, coming off of a couple of really strong, amazing Housewife episodes, it's like they can't continue that momentum forever. There's going to have to be a little bit of like a lull and a break. But a Potomac lull is like the highlight of a Beverly Hills you know, season. So I don't know. I mean, I, I loved the episode uh, and I kind of want to find a Nigerian uh they're not like, it's kind of like a baptism, but I like a Nigerian celebration for a baby. It looks like the best party ever. Oh, it looked like such a great time. Who doesn't want money sprayed on like that sprayed (laughs) thrown on them? Who doesn't want money thrown on them? I mean, I, I loved it. I thought it was, I think it's fun to, in general, to just learn about other cultures and how people celebrate 
because I'm, you know, we're in the Midwest. I don't have any Nigerian friends. And it's cool to just see that and to learn more about Wendy's culture and her family. I will say I... Eddie talking about his family members. I'm like, uh, don't do it because I just feel like we've seen it time and time again, how reality TV can ruin a family. I'm thinking of the Gorga, the Gorgas and Judices. I just am like, uh, I, I don't know. But I found that situation a little heartbreaking to watch. I don't think reality TV is the best place for rekindling or reconnecting with family that's had issues. And like the Gorgas are the prime example. They had problems before. Uh, then they, you know, came on the show and it's kind of like this roller coaster. Some seasons it's great. Or even throughout the season, it's like there's times where Teresa, you know, doesn't support Melissa. Melissa calls her out. It, it just, it's kind of like, it, it's sort of that weird part of the the show for Jersey where you sometimes feel a little like, sad watching it because like this is an actual family so when he sent the text there was like a part of me that was like i hope they come for him because obviously it'd be great to have your family there i couldn't imagine not having you know, a family member there celebrating my new daughter with me but then there's this piece of me that's like oh my god if they do come and they become part of the show this is going to be a really sad up and down journey yeah no absolutely and he just seems like such a sweet guy he is so, so hot I think he's yeah. so hot. He's so cute. He's very cute. And, you know, we got a lot of messages about the baby Ugh. and the car. So we don't want a mom shame. But, yes, a child should be in a car seat. Yeah. We're hoping that Wendy can speak for herself about that issue. So I don't want to comment too much on that because I don't want to turn into mom shaming. But we absolutely believe that children should be in car seats. It was one of those – that you know that emoji um, that looks like a ooh, like a yeah <laughs> it's kind of like a drunk face emoji. That's kind of how I feel about it. I also I need to go back. I keep saying I need to go back and rewatch. To me, it looked like the car was moving. For all we know, they were in a parking lot. Like this is like I do think though the camera angles and editing made sure it wasn't blatantly obvious that she was holding the baby, which leads me to believe that you know maybe they were driving around. But I will say like sometimes you just. A kid should always be in a car seat, but you never, you really never know. Maybe she like thought you know, they were parked and she was nursing and they're like, oh, you know, you, we need you guys to drive up now. And they were already in a parking lot. And she's like, you're pulling forward 10 feet. It still isn't like the, the baby should have been in the car seat. But like, I just, I feel like maybe we don't really know what's happening. Like you said, like I, I would love for Wendy to tell her side of the story. Um, but you know, I, we all saw it. I feel like every mom caught that and was messaging us like, did I see what I think I saw? That baby was not in the car seat, which did you get a Britney Spears flashback when you saw that? Oh, yeah, I did actually as a big Britney fan. Yeah, I did. It took me back to the early 2000s and that moment she had with her babies. Um, Yes, I did get a flashback. I was just so like, oh, it's Britney, bitch. Here she is. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, exactly. So hopefully she will comment on it again. Like we don't want to mom shame anyone when we don't have the full story or don't know fully what was happening, but we always support car seats. Yes. And we share this account a lot, safe in the seat. If you ever are unsure, like 
coat season is coming up. I didn't know this, and somebody told me in a parking lot, and it stuck with me, and I, like, tell every new mom when I see them post a picture, like, you shouldn't put your kids in their heavy coats and then buckle them in their car seat because you can't put them in tight. Like, there's just a lot of stuff to think about with car seats. So safe in the seat is, like, the best account. We share them all the time, but we'll share them again. Uh, But moving on, to kind of go back into chronological order of the episode – what did you think of the therapy session between Michael and Ashley? I mean, it was I, – I guess here's the thing. Say what we want about Michael and Ashley, but Michael continues to show up. I don't like him. I don't care for him. But he continues to show up and shows some some truth in some ways. I thought it was a very raw conversation. We don't know anything about his childhood. And I don't always believe I, – I do think you can have a bad childhood and it can shape who you are in terms of the behaviors that you're used to. But I don't think you should be an asshole because you had a bad childhood. So I just I just kind of found it – I just found it interesting is what I'll leave it at that. I think there was a lot we didn't see. I just felt like he started talking about stuff with his childhood and then – stopped you know so I was like I was kind of like oh okay I think there was parts that they left out Ashley briefly touched on it then when she uh went to meet up with her uncle and her mom was there but yeah I just I don't know I think there's more to it I I have sympathy for anybody who's you know had a tough childhood I couldn't I couldn't imagine like having an alcoholic parent but I I guess my problem is I don't think that's an excuse for why he cheated. And he's like, you know, it all goes back to my dad and like this feeling of being alone and isolated. And and, and, like, I'm sure that's, that's valid, but like, I don't know. I'm just like, that doesn't mean it's okay that you totally had sex with that person too. You did not just kiss her and wake up and then you're on. Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, I've had alcoholism and in my family and I'm not an asshole. I'm not cheating on my husband. So I just don't think yeah. – I think there's horrible things that happen to you and it it's how you react to it. And also, I mean, yeah, it's that sucks. And if he's going to put in the work and do the work to better himself, by yes. all means, like more power to him. But you got to be a little honest too. And yeah. I don't feel like he's ready to be honest or isn't at least honest on camera. I think that's my point. Like – I think it'd be one thing if he says, you know, in all this that happened, I've realized that I have a lot of issues from my childhood I haven't worked through, and now I want to work through them. And he, like, I would love it if all, like, if we heard, like, Ashley say something like, he's actually doing therapy on his own now. He's working through that stuff. That's how we've been able to rebuild our trust because we're, you know, and we do therapy together and we talk about it. Um, But yeah, I kind of felt like that was sort of like his, his way to guide the conversation to something other than the fact that he cheated. So nothing we did don't you, Oh, go ahead. Was, go ahead. Finish your thought. I was just saying, I don't want anyone to feel like we don't like, I, I think there absolutely is childhood trauma there and that he should seek support and help for it. I'm not trying to minimize that. I just felt like it was also kind of being used as an excuse. Thousand percent. What did you think about Karen and Ray's conversation? So I think what's happening is, and I noticed it because he kept saying uh, our success. I don't know if it's so much that Ray feels like she's not taking care of him, not that the kids are gone. I think it's more of this sense of he was the one who really provided in the beginning and created this life for them. And since Karen has kind of, they've kind of come up in society, she's found other ways to use that through the show and just through connections to make a business and to make more money. 
and he's starting to not, you know, make, I think he's retired and it seems like, you know, financially he's not who he was before and the roles are reversing. And I think he just wants to feel like it's their success and that she feels like, like they, they're celebrating it together. And it kind of feels like Karen's way of like, Karen's kind of like, it's the grand dame. It's me. I'm doing this. I And I think that's what it, like what it really stems down to. Not saying it's right or wrong. I think there's a way that Ray can support her, celebrate her and feel like he's included in it. They just, neither one of them is seeing what the other person is going through. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that he even said fame and fortune has gone to your head. I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, oh, <laughs> this shit's getting heavy. I think like the other thing too for this episode, like the, of well, one, before we jump into what was like a really big part of it, everyone memed this. And I am so glad because when I saw the moment, I'm like, oh my God, this needs to be memed and this needs to be out there. Robin dancing at the basketball game. And like, honestly, she didn't know, like her husband wasn't even out there yet. She wasn't dancing for him. She was just dancing to try to pretend like she was a cheerleader. And I like, I just want to take a moment to celebrate that scene. Are you going to be buying one of Robin's hats? I've actually already looked on her website. I think I am. <laughs> I think it'll be a good Christmas gift to myself. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm going to hey, wait for Robin. a Black Friday sale, though. I might reach out to her and be like, girl, you can do a Black Friday sale. And then I'm, I'll get one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, Robin. Oh, Robin. Oh, Robin. But yeah. Well, we find out in the episode. So the biggest plot i mean this i guess this is crazy but candace does press charges that was the biggest thing for me like and she wants jail time yeah i don't so here and like she like this happened at you know at cameron's celebration party all the women are there except for monique which i agreed with that i was kind of like i don't think monique needs to be there it seems like majority of the women aren't ready to be around monique i think monique needs some time on her own as well uh, but so they, they, you know, all their phones are all blowing up because she pressed, you know, Candace did press charges and they, when they sit down, they're talking about it. And Giselle was like, you know, she could get anywhere from like five to nine years of jail. We don't want her to go to jail. And Candace goes, we don't. And I don't know in that moment, I was like, oh girl, if this is going to be where you like, this is the sword you die on, you're going to lose me because I, yes, it was horrible that she put your ha- her hands on you. You weren't innocent either. You you baited her. You poked the bear. I get maybe wanting to make a statement by pressing charges, but I don't think I'd want anybody that's a mother of three to go to jail for that long for even like for for assaulting me. I, I just couldn't imagine. No, not at all. Not at all. I, I, I was kind of, I mean, she just wants revenge. And again, this goes back to how these two women were learning that they're stubborn in their own rights. I feel like if they had a mediated mediated is that a word no a mediator (laughs) mediator like a meeting maybe if you need to bring security to be a little you know whatever bring security but i feel like if they have a conversation this would all be resolved all all monique needs to do is apologize and this is where i struggle with monique because she keeps it's been nearly a year later and i feel like she won't apologize and own her part to her stuff. Even the stuff she's putting out there. And I get wanting to tell your side of the story. Like I didn't apologize because she filed charges so quickly after I met with my pastor and my lawyer told me it'd be best not to communicate. Like I, you know, I get that, I guess, but I feel like even in her interviews with Andy and watch what happens live, 
there is no accountability, ownership, or even remorse. Like I get saying, you know, I snapped because I was continually kind of like provoked by Candace. And, you know, I would even say like, you guys saw it, you know, coming, like I told her I would drag her pregnant and she was, you know, drag me Monique. Like, you know, there's, there's been something there for a while and I just, I snapped, but that's not right. And that's not okay. And, you know, physical aggression is never the answer. If that's what she said, I would be like, okay, that is a perfectly reasonable explanation. But the fact that she still feels like it's okay to do what she did. And Leon Locken now is defending her and saying like, yep, that's what happens. I'm glad people are finally seeing when you push someone too far. I'm like, okay, if Leanne's in your corner, you know, you did something wrong. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, Monique basically said after I had my meeting with my pastor, I received this email. My attorney advised that I only speak to Candace with him present, which is kind of what I was just saying. We asked several times for a mediation sit down. She refused and her attorney refused. She and her attorney refused. She didn't want to hear an apology. She wanted money. Then she shares her email that she received. And basically, she's just implying she only pressed charges because she didn't get money. Yeah. And there you have it. And there you have it. I will say, before we kind of wrap up, I I did think in talking um, – with the women, Ashley and Candace started to get into it at the table at Cam's birthday celebration or not birthday celebration, her birth I'm here celebration. Birth, yeah. birth celebration. I loved that Ashley said, I'm already married to a millionaire. I kind of died at that comment. And then I kind of, I think we forget that Candace came at Ashley with a knife, butter knife. <laughs> so I could kind of understand where Ashley's coming from. I think also for Ashley, I mean, she wasn't there. So the whole time she's talking, I'm like, you are going off of what you heard from the bathroom. Like, you were not there. But she is also Monique's really good friend. Monique has always been there for Ashley. And like you said, Candace hasn't. So she's naturally going to believe what Monique has told her. And I think, I I, I don't know, I kind of applaud her because I think it, a lot of women and housewives in that situation would have kept their mouth shut and not said anything to Candace and the behind her back. And like, I totally disagreed and would just run and tell Monique everything she said. It says a lot that Ashley like stood up to her and was like, I don't, I don't think either one of you is innocent and like talked about it. So I don't, I give her, I, I'm really loving Ashley this season. I'm liking more of her too. I just really hate her husband. So it's like hard for me to like fully commit. Yeah. When she <laughs> said I'm already married to one, I did love when Candace goes not for long. Like I was just kind of like, mm, yeah, I don't know if I'd bring up my rich husband right now when he has had a lot of, uh, has had a colorful past uh, in the way he's treated people outside of the marriage. Colorful past. I love it. <laughs> I was trying to think of a nice way to talk about it. I mean, there's been so many like new butt grabbings coming out. And like, we've had Australians message us and be like, this is not <laughs> common practice in Australia, which I don't think any of us really believe that when Michael's like, that's just what we do in Australia. That's a horrible Australian accent. But like, he's trying to make it sound like it's like a cultural thing to like slap people on the butt. I'm like, I don't know. You're the first Australian that we've heard this from. And there's been others on the show. <laughs> I mean, we're not seeing that on Real Housewives of Sydney or Melbourne. I mean, I don't think we've ever have heard any rumblings of butt grabbing. I miss in a thing. Real Housewives of Melbourne. Like they, it was on in the States for like a brief period of time. I miss it too. Do you remember when I, you used to do your impersonations? Yes, I do. And I can't remember what I would say. You're but such I, a bitch. Like, <laughs> like uh, 
I forgot the one person's name. It's been so long since it was like available for us to watch. But they would talk like when they get mad, they talk lower. It's like I don't know if it's part of the accent, but I was like, yeah. I just remember you and uh, another one of our friends doing that. Gina, when- she I don't know what she would say. And then Jackie, she would um, – I've looked – I'm Googling right now. I forgot what they it would say. It was such a bitch. Look- it was just – I remember you. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how they did it, but that's how I – I don't That's know. how you remember it, which is it, it was it was bad. It was bad when I did it then, and it would still be bad now. But I would love to watch that. I would love for them to bring that back. You know what else I think really deserves another shot? Maybe not the exact same cast, but like we we really need a Miami. We need a Real Housewives of Miami. I think so too. It's like every good trip they're in Miami for any housewife. New York, OC. Uh, Carrie Britt was in uh, Miami with Bronwyn and that felt and the footage that we saw. I don't know. I just, I would love to see, I would love to see Miami come back, but um, that was pretty much the recap. So we actually talked a lot for it being a below average uh, week on Bravo housewives, but now you don't even have to go back and watch it. We just saved you two hours of life. So Go finish up Emily in Paris if you haven't watched it yet. Or um, I don't know what else is like. I'm not really binging anything else right now. Are you? Yeah. No, I'm binging. I just started Death You. Um, it's about the university in Washington. That's for deaf um, students attend. So I'm watching. I just started watching that. I'm watching Parenthood still. I oh, finished Pen. I finished Pen Fifteen, which it's very comical, but also very interesting. Um, obviously watched Pen, uh, Emily in Paris, which we're really excited. We're going to talk and discuss with the rom com queen herself, Lucy on the ground. So you don't want to miss that. And if you aren't already signed up for our Patreon, please check that out. We're putting our more of our unfiltered views on there and just fun, exclusive content that's outside of Bravo. So that's patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. And we didn't talk about our shout out this week. Is anybody jumping out to you? You know, no, <laughs> no one's jumping out to me. I'm like, wait I have a, a shout out then. I'm okay, going to give a shout out it. to the infamous pink dress that has now been worn by three housewives. Uh, we we saw it on Rinna and Erica at the same time. And then Robin wore it to Cameron's birth celebration. So, I mean, I just feel like if you're looking for an easy Halloween costume this year, just go buy like an oversized pink like blazer coat, dress. blazer dress. And there you go. You're set. And there's a lot more drama that's going on with this dress. So check out our stories if you want to see um, what has transpired via some memes with the infamous pink dress. Yes. And I'm going to give a secondary shout out. And look at look at me. I'm just going on the spot, going on the fly here. To all the Bravo accounts, we're our own little family. We've got each other's back. And this situation was no different. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it has to do – Abby alluded to it. It has to do with Erica and a meme. It's all over the internet. It kind of broke the internet <laughs> this week in some ways. But we're a little family and we've got each other's backs. And, and, you know, we geek out over housewives and are fans of these women. And we stand up for things that we don't think are right. And at the end of the day, just be kind, people. Just be nice. <laughs> you, What's it? You attract a lot more 
bees with honey than vinegar or f- something like oh that. Oh my! You sound like me right now. I know you. You've like you're rubbing off on me. I used to be really good at these things, and now I question everything. So um, we're not going to give a shout out to Vanessa and her misuse of of sayings this week. Wait, but might- it's you can catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Okay, did you Google it? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, I'm like, there's no way you just thought of that. <laughs> no, there's no way. No. Uh- way. All right, guys. So we've rambled on a little bit. Hope you've enjoyed a little glimpse into this is like legit our our conversations and text message exchange exchanges. Um, so if you enjoy this, make sure you're subscribed to us and uh, listening to our podcast. If you haven't done so already, you know the drill. Hit five stars. Leave us a review. But also follow us on Instagram because yeah, there's been some crazy shit happening. Uh, I think yesterday, if you weren't following along, there was a lot of confusion and we got a lot of DMs. So we were kind of like walking you through what happened and telling you different places to go. So uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram so you're up to date on the drama within Bravo fan accounts and also with the Bravo celebrities themselves. Uh, And with that, we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants... They pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.